Welcome back to Let Me Squeeze Pie with your girl Keela. I know it's been a minute and Trey is still not here, y'all, but she misses y'all and she will be back. She is working. We all been working. I'm tired of working. I'm finna retire at this point because I've been working every single day. I literally just got off work. I worked a double yesterday bartending, serving, all of the good things. And, I mean, yeah, the money good, but the body needs rest at the same time. But I have missed y'all. And, you know, of course y'all can tweet if y'all want to, you know, recommend anything or hear any updates about anything. I'm always here for the most part, even though I have been bad at responding, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on, but my mind just be, woo everywhere but you guys we have two lovely guests this week and i'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves who want to start go ahead good afternoon good morning good evening depending upon what time you hear this podcast my name is slave virtue all right and i am sir phoenix black have, hope y'all are having a good day today. Yes, yes. All right. So y'all heard that. We got Slave Virtue and we have Sir Phoenix Black. And so I'm pretty sure y'all are like, ooh, what's going to happen? What are they going to talk about? So y'all want to go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves or like y'all are together. Yes. And how, maybe, okay, so how did y'all meet? Go ahead. <laughs> we'll see what had happened was... Um, Actually, we met, he was referred to me Mm -hmm. um, from another person in the lifestyle. Um, I had some questions. They couldn't answer them, so they said, I know somebody that can. So Mm -hmm. they referred me to Sir Phoenix Black, Mm -hmm. and I did something I don't normally do. I don't go into men's inboxes, Mm -hmm. but I popped into his that day. And we... um, She was was scheming. She was scheming. I was strategically planning. It was not a scheme. (laughs) Um, But I asked the questions that I needed to ask. He was super polite, super respectful, didn't come at me in any kind of a thirsty or disrespectful way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked here and there for maybe about six months. Um, Before meeting in person? Before meeting in person. I like Um, that. He would send me educational things. I would ask questions. You know, it wasn't an everyday thing, just kind of sporadic here and there along the way. Um, and then about November of 2019, um, that's when, as he likes to call it, I started scheming on him, but I really want <laughs> scheming on him. Mm-hmm. But um, I was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more aggressive in his inbox, okay. I guess you could say. It went from a here and there to a every day, um, from a hi, sir. To a good morning every morning and a good night at night and talking throughout the day. And, you know, we finally expressed to each other that we had interest in it's just been rocking ever since. Wow. So how long were y'all in the inbox before y'all exchanged numbers? Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I did, he didn't even, mm-hmm. neither of us exchanged numbers until after we expressed interest. And then it was still, it's, it was still about a month after that. We just kind of. Is what we call it vetted. You know, we spoke to each other, asked each other um, several types of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, once I realized, yeah, I'm, yeah. You're down. Yeah, I, I was asking everybody I could ask. I want you, wow. you know about him. 
Oh. What, what is his reputation like? How is he with other people? So I couldn't find a single solitary thing wrong. <sighs> I was a little bit skeptical. She actually was skeptical because she couldn't find right. any so it was bad like, information on me. She was like, everybody so got wrong. somebody <laughs> that don't so like him and got a problem with him. So she actually was skeptical because she couldn't find anything um, bad about me. Well, so at the time... Both of y'all were already single? Yes. Oh, so that was convenient. That was convenient. Well, the the lifestyle that we live, we also identify as poly. He's been poly longer than I have. So, I mean, as long as the partner, if he had one, was, you know, they discussed that. So that Communication. But at the time, I did, I did not have a, par- had, have a partner at all at that particular time. Right. But um, we do we do have a open relationship, um, open dynamic, and um, yeah, we've been we've been good I since then. And then she showed up uh, in my kitchen. Christmas Eve. Oh wow! Wait, so you went straight so to we, his house? You weren't scared? Oh, and you know what? In, in all honesty, that is something that I don't do, mm-hmm. and I do not recommend that to anyone. <laughs> my thing is always meet in a public space, just in case at a restaurant. Yeah, we do not library. we do not recommend recommend that. But I felt so comfortable okay. and safe with him and trusted him that much already mm-hmm. that he allowed me to do that and I showed up and that was December what? December Christmas Eve 2019. I don't think what? I left but one time, maybe twice. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I left I left my um my key in the mailbox. Mm-hmm. <gasps> And I was at work, and I came in, and oh, you let her in, let her let herself in. Yeah, let oh, that's some in. deep trust. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> she could have she could have did anything. You could have yeah. got home and everything gone. But she was she was uh <laughs> she was in my kitchen when I when I showed up in a thong. So oh, you came ready. I had a tank top on too, so I won't naked. Oh come on! <laughs> I just had the cheeks out. That's it. But you was ready for something. Oh, you, oh she was ready. How was that first night? Was it just like a Merry Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> and a happy and New Year. I was just about to say the same thing. Yep. We didn't even eat. Oh no. We didn't even eat. <laughs> wow. So, no, we didn't even have dinner that night. Um. It, and it was the sweetest thing, and I think I've only told this story once. When he came home, I was washing his dishes because he had left some um. dishes in the sink, so I wanted to wash them. And so I was standing in the kitchen, so my back was turned. He came right in, and I heard him drop his stuff, but he never said a word. And I'm, I just kind of smiled. He couldn't see me, but I was like, "Yeah, you see that?" <laughs> but he, um, what he was doing was finding my favorite song. I had told him what my favorite song was. Okay. And he found it. Oh, wow. On his phone and played it in the kitchen. And he didn't say hello. He didn't say anything. He just grabbed me by the hand and danced with me to the song in the kitchen. And I thought that was I'm the cry. thing ever. Nobody has ever done that. And I Come on that now. You you, you you really tearing my, my, my gangster <laughs> well, up I mean, telling this story I, I, like we that. We can tell him how you whoop that uh, uh-huh. you know, later on. Yes. He ain't always sweet. He got, a, he, he, got he, he can switch too. it on a little bit. Yeah. 
don't let that because I call him daddy. So don't let don't let that fool you. Okay. Uh, as as sweet as he can be, he he is super sadistic. Okay. Too so. So, he can turn up. Oh, with the oh yeah. Don't, I definitely have a, a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing going. What were your expectations that first experience, like the first time meeting her in person? Well, we knew each other pretty well by that point. Okay. We had been talking for a minute. Okay. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't nervous. Okay. Um, by I wasn't nervous at all because my thing is, you know, if if it goes somewhere. It goes somewhere. If it doesn't, then I still have someone that, you know, we really vibe and we real cool with and that kind of thing. Okay. I try to keep my, you know, expectations a little on the low side because mm-hmm. higher the expectations, the greater likelihood of disappointment. So I just try to kind of go with the with the flow, with the energy. And, and mm-hmm. you know, we've been rocking now for, for almost two years now. Yes. So with y'all trying new things, well, it was... I guess new to you, but from him, he was have experience and trained on it, and so it was like, well, was it your first time? No, it wasn't. Okay, okay. and let me back up. I'm sorry because I missed the other question that you asked. Let me start all over, and I apologize for that. In identifying myself, um, I am a slave. Okay, I am a masochist. I am a puppy, and I am a middle. Those are all of my identifiers. Okay. Um, Wait, Slave. so for the, for, yeah, okay, yeah, break it down, because some people might be just tuning in for the first time. So what our community is the BDSM leather community. Um, me being a slave, we, are, we operate in an MS dynamic. He is my master. I am owned. I am collared to him. I am his property. Yes. Um, I do not do anything without his permission. Um, so it's. I'm pretty sure some of you are um, familiar with the term submissive. It is much the same. However, with me being a slave, I have relinquished my freedoms, my power, by choice. Okay. Not because he made me, not because he forced me. It was something that I was willing to do. Um, We operate in a power exchange. So I, you know, made the agreement. We signed the contract, a literal paper paper contract that he drew up saying that I would relinquish this to him, that I would obey him, Mm -hmm. that I would serve him. But what I get out of it for me, um, because service is something that is very important to me. um, It is trying to find a way to really express it. That is one of the ways that I show love. Okay. It, It makes my heart happy to make him happy. It makes my heart happy to make his life easier. Okay. So that is one of the things also. Um, I am a puppy mm-hmm. because that is not that is very new to me. Primal stuff is very new to me. Um, but I do have a puppy side. Pitbull is my breed. I know that for a fact. Um, I have occasionally, uh, which I'm hoping to do, and get back into eat out of my doggy dish. Okay. Um, drink from it, sleep in a cage. Okay. Um, Puppy stuff, um, except for Nibble and Bite, because he don't, he don't play them games. I don't like the Nibble and Bite. Okay. <laughs> I am a middle also, which means there is a part of me that regresses back to a certain age. Okay. Um, there are some that identify as littles. Mine goes back to about 14, 15. Okay. Um, well, I'll say 13 to 15. Um, and I am a masochist, which means I enjoy pain. pain. It is very pleasurable to me. And... 
I'm not new to the play part, but I will say he has built my tolerance for pain up quite high. Really? So I think I came in at maybe a five. Mm -hmm. I am now a good Good eight. eight. Okay. Depending upon what we're doing. Okay. Wow. So with... All of that, you're, I know you're a dom. Any other terms you go by? I definitely um, identify as a sadist. Okay. I definitely um, enjoy giving pain and suffering. That's something that okay. some people don't um, recognize is that um, a sadist enjoys pain and giving pain and suffering. And suffering can be as simple as not allowing her to come. So, you know, and and, and, and and edging and edging her to the point that she can't come. That's not pain, but it is suffering. Yeah. Um, I do it. So I identify as a sadist. I identify as a dominant. Yeah. I identify as a daddy. Yes. Um, I don't have any biological children. So therefore, I do have kind of like those paternal instincts that will come out um, within a power exchange mm-hmm. dynamic. Um, I am a BDSM educator. So I teach a lot of classes. Um, I have a science background, a strong science background. I work in anatomic pathology. So a lot of my classes are science related to BDSM. My first class was um, is titled The Biochemistry and Neurology of Kink. Hmm. So um, I teach about how um, the endorphins, the hormones that are that are involved with entering what we call subspace. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was my first class. I teach a class on primal play. Um, I teach a class on the therapeutic benefits of kink. Um, mm. A lot of times, because as a side note, there are definitely benefits to being um, to being in the kink community and enjoying play. So, especially those that have issues of anxiety or uh, insomnia. Mm-hmm. There are things that 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 are side benefits of of being um, being involved in the kink community, and I'm a BDSM performer. We perform together. You saw us perform. Um, generally, we do impact play. We'll do knife and wax, mm-hmm. and we'll do um, fire play, mm-hmm. which I think you experienced. Yes. <laughs> what started this? Like, how did you join the lifestyle? Um. I've always had a, a, a kinky proclivities, I guess is the best way to put it. Okay. Um, and I met someone who actually kind of introduced me to the lifestyle and said, you know, I think you have like this dominant energy about you. Mm-hmm. And I said, hmm. And she, she sent me an article, one article, and I was hooked from that point on. Mm-hmm. I, I found every book I could find, every article I could find. Every everything I could find online mm-hmm. and started studying and stuff like that. So, um, so that's kind of how I got introduced and then introduced to the community, going to conferences, going to dungeons, play spaces, that kind of stuff. So that's how I got introduced to it. Um, <laughs> and the story I always, I always tell is that my the um, my first time going to the dungeon, mm-hmm. I um, the first scene that I saw was a. Um, was a single tail scene, a whip scene. Okay. And it was brutal. Um, and it's funny because I came into the lifestyle thinking I was going to be a rigger, a rope top, mm-hmm. someone who did a lot of rope play. That's what I came into the into the community thinking I was going to be. Well, I saw this whip this whip scene, 
and it was two gay white men mm-hmm. and tied him to the to the cross to the St. Andrew's cross and he had a long probably six eight foot single tail whip and he whipped the shit out of him mm-hmm. and I was horrified <laughs> but I could not not look yeah yeah um and the funny thing is that ended up becoming one of my favorite toys now. The whip. Yeah, the whip is the whip. The, all everything into the single single tail family became like my favorite my favorite category of toys. Mm-hmm. And now, oddly enough, after ten years being in the lifestyle, now I find myself coming back to a love for rope. Oh. But it took ten years to come to come to come <laughs> to come back around to rope. Wow. So, do you remember your first time? Being able to experience that with someone. Um, you mean the single tail? Yes, like oh, yes. whipping someone. Oh yeah. And how did that make you feel? It um, was... <laughs> she knows this story. The first time that um I was training with a whip, I got hard as shit. Ooh. And I was like, you know, it was it was a little jarring emotionally mm-hmm. because I was like, why am I getting hard from whipping someone? And, you know, I was like, am I sick? (laughs) I must be a really sick fuck to to get aroused Mm -hmm. from whipping someone. Mm -hmm. But um, but a lot of that is the journey. Like you, you, you one of the things about being in the lifestyle is you have to get comfortable with embracing the what they call the dark sides of yourself. Okay. Um. You know, everyone has dark sides, and a lot of times we try to repress it, and, mm-hmm. you know, ignore it. And, you know, we have, you know, if you come up with an, in a religious background, you're like, oh, no, I can't think like that. I can't mm-hmm. like that. And da, 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 da. But, um, but I think a lot of times it ends up making your personality more integrated because you realize, you know something? I like this. Mm-hmm. I like you whipping. You own it and stand yeah. in it. And, and yeah. stand in Like, I like whipping. Mm-hmm. I like getting whipped. I like getting choked during sex. I like getting spit on during sex. I all you. But I've, you been, embrace- I've been thinking about. That. I've been kind of. I don't know. It's something about it. The spit. I, I don't know. That's I haven't. Tra- I ain't tried it. But watching it on porn, that is like. I'm like. Oh, like I like it. I yeah, like and, it. And you feel. You listen. The thing about it is that when you're when you're in it, like, if you don't judge yourself and mm-hmm. just embrace what it is and be like, you know something. I like this. Mm-hmm. Instead of looking in the mirror saying I shouldn't like this, just just go with just it. Go with it. Just go with it. If that's what you like, that's what you like. And if it's something that's really in you, mm-hmm. it's going to touch something in you mm-hmm. anyway. You're going to see it, and you're going to be like, "Ooh, you're going to get tingling," <laughs> and you're going to and you're going to be like. But most people, what they'll do is they'll say like, "Oh, I shouldn't feel like that," mm-hmm. or oh, "I shouldn't like that," or whatever. But if that's what you enjoy, that's what you enjoy. Don't <laughs> embrace the whole. Embrace the whole thing. Do you think if someone have something they want to try, like a particular kink, like maybe the spit or maybe piss play or anything, that they should go to BDS lifestyle people to try to find that, find out if they like it and try it? Or you think maybe they should try if they already like vanilla with their partner? Well, some things, I just, like I said, this is just my personal opinion. Some things I think you should go to the dungeon and do. You should. Um, if you're someone who wants, especially if you're someone who think you have masochistic tendencies, mm-hmm. I think that's some, something you want to do with someone who really kind of knows what they're doing. Okay. Um, breath play. 
that's something I think you want to do with someone that knows what they're doing. Okay. Um, but if it's if it's some of the other type of play that you know some people might consider more intimate, golden showers, mm-hmm. um, edging, uh, you know things like that. I think that's something you can try to introduce to with a partner. Mm-hmm. But you have to respect the fact that sometimes they you know they might not be they, they into not gonna it. be they may not be into it, and mm-hmm. you got to respect that boundary. But um, but. Yeah, I think you're something you should you should try with a with a introduce with a partner, and then if they're not up to it, then you know, have a conversation, and that's something that is very um, serious about the lifestyle too. Is that it makes you have to be more um, honest and vulnerable, and transparent and vulnerable, and communicate in ways that a lot of times in vanilla relationships, like you don't you don't do. Like you got to feel real trusting. Of someone to say, you know, I want you to piss on me. Mm-hmm. You got to feel a certain amount of of vulnerability and transparency to say, I want to be fisted, mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, you you saw our show. You see, there's a part in the um in my show where I blow fire in a pussy. Yes. Well, that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, she's <Yes>. giggling. Yes. <laughs> well, I blow fire in a pussy. But there, but that doesn't happen without a tremendous amount of trust. Yeah. So that that um that is the basis for all of these relationships is that you have to have a trust. How much trust would you have to have to let somebody blow fire in your pussy? A lot. Yeah. A, a lot. lot. But she hmm. loves it. Do it all. But you know what I love the most? I love how that came to be the most. Okay. We were doing a show, and he's so in tune with me, mm-hmm. and I'm so in tune with him when we play, that our energies just connect and explode. So he knows me. He knows my body. He knows the way that I think, and he knows that I trust him. That came to be because the energy was just right. There wasn't anything that was... It and wasn't planned. We've was never it. done that before. The we first time we did that was in a show. show. And I just happened to, he had me to turn over so he could do my back mm-hmm. and do my butt. Well, I was arched. I had my butt arched up and my legs were spread. It was right there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like yeah. it was hidden. And he just did it. But the reaction that I had was amazing. And I'm like, I wanted to stop the show, whole show and just like, well, can you do that one more time? Because I think I, but I love the fact that trust level that we have between each other mm-hmm. was just phenomenal that he knew he could do that and it would be okay. Be okay. I love that. So, I know, and I seen from the show where you was having multiple orgasms on the table and then you just mentioned your penis getting hard. Like, how do you, like, do it just go back down or like... Well, that was <laughs> the first time that I used the whip that I got, I got hard. I still will, you know, okay. still. But, like, the first time was very jarring for me. Yeah. Emotionally, because you know, like you start, you know, you're human. You're like, I grew up in a in a in a church religious mm-hmm. house. You like, fuck wrong with you? Yeah. Like, why you get to like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we were like six feet apart, and I'm getting on. So, but you end up judging yourself um, a lot of times, and we we sometimes we will do things very, sp- especially me. Really, I'm probably more guilty of it than her is that I do things very spontaneously if the energy feels right or Something like that, like um, like she said, the uh, the blowing the fire in a pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what was something else that happened just kind of spontaneously. Um, 
setting her feet on fire. Yeah. Whoa. Um, I might like that. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's, it's, it's a lot of things. Um, from mm. the way he whips me, how he adjusts certain things, mm-hmm. parts that he whips, um, different instruments, even at home, just different things. Meat tenderizers. You you gotta trust the person. Yeah. To let them get a kitchen utensil and put it on. Yeah. Beat your booty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And getting and getting to the point where she will um she will cry and you have to um and trusting someone enough to beat you till you cry, but as a top or as a dominant, Mm -hmm. being comfortable enough to know like because you're all. There's a lot of mental conditioning that you have to get past because you know you're raised in a in a in a community where you say you don't hit women. Mm-hmm. That's the that's like one of the first hurdles to get over. Yep. You don't make women. You don't make girls cry. Mm-hmm. I make her cry a lot. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of mental um, obstacles to get over. It's not just as simple as you know. Oh, just grab and it, but also be the same token that you don't want to be involved with someone who is an abuser. Okay, because then they could take advantage. Right, and there's there can be a lot of people in the mm. community that um, use the fact that, you know, you can hit women and hide behind that the fact that they're just abusive-ass men. Okay. abusive-ass men. So there, so there are predators that are in the lifestyle, too. Mm. But we talk all the time about consent, um, you know, respecting people's boundaries, that kind of thing. Um, and then it creates that that great level of trust that you able to like try stuff. Okay. Like putting the anal hook inside of me and tying a rope to it and getting ready to suspend me by it. That's a lot of trust. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, uh, anal hook. An anal hook. Okay. All the way up in there. Okay. He had a rope tied to it. My hands were completely tied. He had me tied up because I was going to be suspended. In the air. Yes. By this anal hook. Yeah. But what if it come? It wasn't gonna come out. Girl, no. Okay. It was in there. In there. Oh. Okay. And have you seen her <laughs> ass? Is it? It's not going nowhere. That's some trust. I don't even like being off the ground because I'm scared I'm gonna get dropped. <laughs> but it wasn't so much the anal hook, and it wasn't the rope. It wasn't any of that. I trust this man with my body. I trust this man with my heart, with my emotions, with my. Because I know at the end of the day, he's not going to allow, he's going to hurt me, but not harm me. Okay. And it's a big deal. And the funny, the funny thing about it, and I just made a post about this, um, <laughs> I made a post about this Yes, no, today, I made this post yes. where, where um, you said you'd be scared. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, um, courage can't exist without fear. True. So therefore, but courage is the, is being able to go past the fear. Mm-hmm. So that is something also because you realize that like I may be scared, but the trust even overrides the fear. True. True. Wow. So wait, as a male, can you have an org nut without like it being touched or penetrated or anything? Well, not me personally. I got. Okay. To <laughs> I got to be touched. I know as women, <laughs> as women we can just. I can mentally or just get my nipples pinched and I will have an orgasm. Yeah. Like, like the first, well, not even the first time, just about every time now when I do fire play and, um, and I blow the fire in a pussy, I can see her cream <gasps> right now. Oh, my God. So what does that feel like? I see, I felt it on my body and that felt great. It was, it was like kind of. 
How was your experience? You had the experience with me. Yes, it was great. I, I would compare it to like a, a nice hot shower. Like it's not too much. Oh Lord, he done with that hot shower. I mean, that's the best thing because I love that. I let me, love let me that. Tell, let me tell you. I burn my skin. I be in there just. Let me, let me tell you why. Because we joke we joke about this all the time. Why is it women have to take showers in? Call me hot water. We want to be sanitized. Lord, you want Not to be just sterilized. Clean. Not just clean. So you, so women, especially women who like really, really hot showers, mm-hmm. they love fireplace. I can, I can imagine it. It kind of feels good. It does. It's mm-hmm. like ooh, it's like being wrapped up in a warm blanket and laying in front of the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And I sleep with a weighted blanket. I like to be felt. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even though I'll sleep alone, it's okay, y'all. I'm still. Oh, am I single? Okay, y'all. You have to ask. Are you <laughs> I mean, single? I gotta keep up. I gotta keep up. I'm Polly. I'm Polly. I'm not single. I'm not. I still have Papa, y'all. I still have Papa. He's not a dumb. I just call him that. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because we, we tried some stuff. We was in, y'all know, um, Dia. Dia. Did you meet her? I don't remember. Name sounds familiar. She's a um, rope instructor. I met her at another one of um, Sir Knight's events. I don't remember. I don't remember. It was like I went. It was after y'all's, mm. and then she did the bondage um, demonstration and had us partner up and teach us different ties, and we got tied up. And it was yeah. She was on here um, in June. I had her okay. on as a guest, and her hubby he came to because she was really really shy, really really shy. But he was great. They were great, and we did that. That was our first time together doing something like that. And I trusted him, even though it was the wrong rope. Sir Knight had the wrong rope, apparently. I found that out the hard way because I was able to get right up out of there. My feet, was, <laughs> my feet was not really tied together. And then when she came to the show and we did a video, she brought the cotton-tight rope. Mm-hmm. And you can't get out. No, you have to get untied or you're going to be just in there. And I loved it. I didn't want to get out. I was acting like I was tied up just sitting there like, no, no, I don't want to get out. And it was like, well, just leave her right there. I think something funny about that, The uh, a lot of people, and I talk about this in one of my classes, that um, a lot of people will self-tie to go to sleep. Huh. They'll, okay. tie, them, they'll tie themselves up. They'll get in bed, tie and- themselves up, and sleep tied up because it helps. it helps promote sleep. Wow. And she started off self-tying. Yep. And then she went on to doing classes and learning more. And I was like, that is so... And I never even knew. Like, with the fireplace, I didn't know I would like that. I was just like, hmm, I think, let's just try it. Because with me, I always say try everything twice. Because sometimes with the first person, it might not go so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, and then go from there and see if you actually like it. And I come to love it, even though I haven't had it since then. But... <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I definitely, I definitely think people should 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 try things. Usually, when you first get into the lifestyle, your hard limits list and your hard limits list is your list of things that are definite no's. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And usually, that list is real long. And the longer you're in it, it gets it's shorter, shorter and shorter. You're like, oh, well, you know, I ain't think I ever wanted to do fisting, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Maybe let's see, you know. Let's maybe maybe see. try that. And then you try, and you're like, oh, take that off the list. I like that. Oh, okay. So, like, for you, would you give me, how, how would you give advice for a woman that wants to vet a dom? Like, any particular questions they should ask or look for? The 
first lesson I got with vetting, I give to everyone. Vet like your life depends on it because it does. Okay. You should ask every single question you would ask a vanilla do and more. Okay. Um, you need to know more than just what they do in the lifestyle. So ask those vanilla questions. You okay. know, you you want to make sure that you ask questions that are going to be helpful in all areas. Like again, not just the BDSM part of it, because you you know, it's good to know your kinks. It's good to ask those questions, but you need to know how their reputation is overall. Mm. You need to know if you have a hard limit. Will they respect that and not cross those lines when you're in subspace or something and try to do what you ask them not to do? So, so make sure you know. I when even with him, I talk to as many people as possible, mm-hmm. um, both male and female, both D types and S types. Um, D types being dominance masters, S types being submissives, bottoms slaves. Uh, well, submissives and slaves, and, you know, I asked a couple of bottoms, too. But just asking questions like, you know, how is their reputation in the community? Um, you know, to to them, asking him what your kinks are, because you don't want to be paired up with somebody you don't have compatible kinks with. Um, like, if he liked whips, and that was a hard no for me, and I was never going to try it. I mean, we could, but eventually he's going to want to get that. It's going to be urged. I can't scratch it for him. He's going to go somewhere else. So you also need to make sure you're going to be comfortable if he plays with somebody else because everybody's not like that. Like with y'all, I had y'all lined up ready to go because it doesn't bother me. I love watching him play with other people because I love to see the excitement on you all's face when he does those things for the first time. So make sure, you know, ask him. About his hard limits. Okay. Because you don't want to, you know, be into something that maybe he doesn't want to do. Um, let's see. What and and dominance and tops do have hard limits, too. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that they they don't want to do or not comfortable doing. Okay. Um, like, I'll give you one example. I don't do rape play. Oh. I don't do rape play. Yeah. That's a hard limit for me. Okay. Um, but some people, that is something that they really want to do. If if you really, like, rape play is something, like, you really want to do, I'm not the cat for you. I've been hearing about that. Like, they want the whole throwing the trunk, drive off yeah. experience. Well, that's abduction play now. I'm, oh. I, I'm not, I'm not so oh. against that. We haven't gotten to it yet. But, you know, being. being it's on bucket list. Okay. Yeah, it's on, it's on the list. <laughs> but, um. The- but taking it, just taking it. But, yeah. Okay. But 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 rate play, I don't I don't do rate play. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's it's a hard limit for me. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things like you can be a dominant or a top and and have hard limits. Not every dominant or top don't do everything. Yeah. True. Well, so what would your advice be for the men that might? <laughs> how would that work? <laughs> if they wanted to vet, that oh, no, you vet submissives and slaves too. You okay. Absolutely do. Okay. Um, the first one of the first questions I I ask is, do you have any mental health issues or any mental health issues in your family? Oh wow. Okay. That's one of the first questions I ask. Um, you want to ask, is this person someone that is looking to just be, um, for lack of a better word, taken care of and not have any responsibilities on their end? Mm-hmm. Um, someone who just wants to be you know, think they're going to be pampered and princessed and all of that kind of stuff, and they're not going to have any responsibilities. Someone who's looking to get out of being an adult. 
Oh, okay. That's okay. So that's one of the first things that I ask because the truth of the matter is slaves and submissives can be predatory too. They could be looking for a home. Right. Okay. Sugar daddies. Right. Essentially, they want want someone that's going to let them not have to be an adult anymore. Oh, you know, well, I'll do whatever you say, but, you know, you have to pay all my bills. You have to give me everything that I need or want and all of that kind of stuff. Okay, <laughs> like that may be arranged, but it may not. Yeah. So, um, so I find that there's there are a lot of not a lot, but a fair number of them that are really looking for someone to allow them to not have to be an adult. Okay. Um, I don't rock like that because I think my personal opinion is I think that does your submissive or slave a disservice mm-hmm. because they're not in a position that they can be that they are even able to be self-sufficient. And I think that cripples them. So if something were to happen to me, you can't even survive anymore. Oh, my God. And that'll be, yeah, okay. Definitely. So for y'all dynamic with the contract, do we have like an expiration date or is it just until y'all say y'all don't, y'all or whatever? And there are some people that have contracts with expiration dates on them. You know, you can go six months, 12 months, 18 months, and, and then we'll come back and mm-hmm. see if we want to do it. Ours does not. Ours just has, um, I guess you would call them clauses in there. If we want to terminate, there are ways that we need to go about doing that. Okay. Um, ours does not have an expiration date, but I found my forever home, so I already told you, <gasps> I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so, yeah. And you and you still have to come back and um because um one of the things I said in a previous interview is that especially within the lifestyle people talk about people growing mm-hmm. but you want to grow you want to evolve you want to all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but the but the but that's a scary proposition too in some ways because you can grow together or you can grow apart okay so even when you talk about growth you have to allow the fact that the, the the submissive or slave you had at year one may not be the same person at year five. Okay. And you have to allow some flexibility to grow within that. Okay. Um, hopefully you can stay together. You may not be able to, mm-hmm. depending on where you all are. Um, I heard something on one of the shows or whatever. They talk about it like, like cell phones. You may have updated Mm-hmm. Your iOS system, but, but my might be on three point zero, and you be on six point one. Yeah. Either I'm gonna have to update, or or we may have to go separate ways. But that's part that's part of the growth. Okay. Too, and um, and part of the reason that we have an open relationship. Um, well, first of all, that's just my preferred love style to begin with. But part of the reason is that if there is a type of play that she wants that. I may not provide or I may not be comfortable providing or I may not just be proficient. Mm-hmm. I allow her the, the flexibility to be able to meet that need. Okay. And, you know, well, you've seen, I play with all kinds of people because I just, because I want people to get the experience in a fairly safe, you know, in a fairly safe way. So I like trained. going out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Because I know what I'm doing. That could be scary if it's someone that's just like, oh, I've seen this on TV. Let me try it on you. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm in the ER. <laughs> right. And you can absolutely be in the ER, especially with something like like fire play or whip play. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if you're doing whip play, I mean, you can split someone's back open very easily. Uh, see, I ain't know about that. What? But you have to be someone that knows what they do. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing it for 
Oh Lord, I don't know how many years now. But I've been do but I've been doing it enough now that I can do it in a way that's actually sensual. Okay. Or I can do it in a way that is truly sadistic. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you rock it. Mm. So so we do it both ways. So with the poly, is that just as far as playing or actual like dating? Like, are, do y'all, date y'all can date other people? Wow, that's not what I mean. Let me you, tell you, this 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 type of world, this type of lifestyle, is not for people that are um, emotionally fragile. True. It's not for someone that is not emotionally mature. And it's not for someone that is not self-aware mm-hmm. um, because it's going to test you. Okay. It's going, it's going to test you. Um, and you have to be emotionally mature enough to be able to handle that, to be honest, to communicate all of that kind of stuff. It's, 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 it's not for the faint of heart. So how does that work as far as like with y'all living together? Like I'm pretty sure y'all don't bring y'all people to the house, right? Uh, no, but um, right now neither one of us have an outside partner. Okay. I have been on, I call them outings, okay? Okay. And they were just outings. <laughs> 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 That's it. That's all. But I've been on a couple of outings with, um, well, she's a little older than me, but a, a young lady um, that did not work out at all. But I would not bring a partner. If I had a partner back to the house because that's not their space. True, um, true. And I wouldn't want to disrespect him true. in any way. So yeah, that would be a no. But in all honesty, I can't. Actually, you've been on a date or two Wait, with so a couple you're, guys. You're bisexual? A couple guys. Oh, <laughs> that nigga stood me up. Um, oh, you bisexual? So you're bisexual? I'm bi curious. I oh. haven't had the opportunity to be with a female yet. Okay. It'd be like, it's hard. No, it's hard. Because I found that some women, excuse me I'm for saying females, if that offended anybody, I apologize. But some women are just as bad as some of the men. Mm-hmm. And you can tell them. And I'm I'm a person that's, I'm very quiet. I'm very shy. I'm an introvert. I'm okay. an extreme introvert. So if you can get me to leave the house, first <laughs> of all, you've done a stupendous job. Mm-hmm. But... I'm very upfront and I'm very honest about who he is, mm-hmm. what part he plays in my life, and don't ever think you're going to jump over that in any way whatsoever. Okay. Um, and I'm very upfront with, you know, we can be friends, and then if anything grows from that, then it grows. But if it doesn't, at least we've made Friendship. You know, a friend. Mm-hmm. And I found that some women don't, um, they don't respect it, and they try to. Throw a title on you real quick. And what's your What's your type? Like, are these more dominant type women or? No, I just huh. um, okay. He's the only dominant I want. I okay, want okay, okay, okay. I got I'm, I'm, that. I'm pretty demanding too. Okay, so that's part. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like I'm it. I'm real good with daddy, but no, I don't. I don't Fims. really have a type. Okay. I go. If your energy, if you seem like a really good person. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, do I have specific things on body? Yeah. Okay. I'm a booty girl. Okay. I like thighs. I like breasts. I like curvy women. Yes. Um, but for me, more than anything, I just like attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how you are to other people, how you are with me. Um, again, if 
you're respectful to him. That's what I like. You don't have to be tall, short. Just be a good person. And that's, you know, that's more attractive to me than anything. Don't mean I'm not looking at the other stuff. Okay. It's just more attractive. (laughs) That's like first, and then we'll see what's going on behind that. But as long as you're a good person, I I don't care what your body looks like. You're mm-hmm. a good person. So, so you ready to eat some vagina? Is that what you said? I mean, okay. That's not because I don't know what I'm doing, and I, because I, I've never been. I'm like never. The most I've done was kiss a girl once. Oh, but that's college days. I don't think oh, yeah. anybody escaped college. Yeah, everybody doing something. <laughs> <laughs> they mm-hmm. won't do them before they left the house. And yeah. for also for me, it's different because. He was talking about religion. My dad is a pastor. Okay. So I struggle and sometimes still struggle with a lot of stuff. Okay. Like, I'm not supposed to, but I can't help it because she's so pretty. And I just want oh. to put my face in her. <laughs> and so, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't do it. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to be a prelo princess because I am very much a giver. It's okay. By nature. But I mean, I'm going to tell you up front. Honey, I don't know what I'm doing. You're going to have to show me. Yeah, be a little patient. We're going to have to do something, but I'm going to do my best to work it out. Now, okay. I'm not going to leave you hanging, put some, but put I also some, don't know what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, put some toys in there or something. Yeah, we yeah, 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 for so, sure. But what, So as far as the family, are they? Do, how do they feel about y'all or the dynamic? Or do they know? What, uh, our individual family? Pretty much... Um, the majority of my family knows. Okay. Um, my mother, I kind of am a little more uh, circumspect to kind of keep it from her, the details. True. But my sister knows, my aunts know, well, most of my aunts know. Um, well, and even my mother, my, my mother knows about the open relationship part. Okay. She doesn't know about the kink part. Okay. Um. Cause you know my mom was a church lady, yeah, like she don't, she don't, don't give nobody no heart attacks yeah, or nothing like, out here, stressed out. You yeah, know, she she would up day and night if she knew I was out here, you know, <laughs> choking bitches. <laughs> she be she be she be worried. Yeah, did you choke anybody last night, baby? <laughs> Good job, <I'm> <laughs> Did you pee anybody this week? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you don't have that conversation with your mama. So But she knows about the open relationship part. Okay. Um but the um but the BDSM I kinda keep away from her. Um but I'm very much out. If it ever comes out, then I'm not gonna hide it from her. I'm not gonna lie to her. But um yeah, but yeah, I, like, I, I don't keep it. I don't. I don't. I guess my thing is specifically with my mother is I don't. Hi, I don't hide it, but I don't broadcast it either. Okay, um, it's kind of like every, don't ask, don't tell. Right. Yeah. With with um, the other people in my family, like we've had a conversation, and I don't think it's ever even come up again. Yeah, that's cool. It's just kind of like you know they see they and you see grown, her. We grown, and yeah. at the same time, it's like. You living your own life, they ain't take care of you. Exactly. <laughs> if you was under their roof, maybe it would be a different story. Right, it may be a different story, but yeah. um, but they 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 kind of know and it, and it just it's just understood. They see her, they see her collar, they oh. know what, you know, they kind of know what it means. Okay. So they just I didn't. When I first I didn't know. I, I thought it was a necklace, honestly. Most people do. <laughs> and it's funny because I work with children. Mm-hmm. I work with children and they all I love your necklace, man. Oh, oh it's so pretty. <laughs> well, 
I want one when I want one for Christmas. Oh. I'm like, baby, you're not ready to have they one. Can get, for they can get they get another kind of necklace. My, my mom likes it. She's uh-huh. like, oh, he did a good job. Uh-huh. Oh, you picked it up. But why has it got a screw in the back? Don't worry about it. Oh, I never seen a necklace with a screw. But my family is the opposite. They don't know about the poly part, but most of them know about the. Part. Okay. Uh, not because it was my choice to tell. Uh-oh. Somebody in my family found out and outed me. <laughs> but it's okay because my mom kind of said that, you know, you an adult, mm-hmm. you're wrong. You just be safe. Be, just be so, safe. I don't want to see you on the news. Oh, my God. Okay. Don't tell your daddy. Oh, yeah, please don't. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, my listeners know for me, everything's pretty much out there. I just kind of say stuff. I just blurt it out sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy. I remember, like, my grandma and my mom, they was having a discussion, something about gay people or something. I was like, well, I'm bi, so what? And then I was already walking out of the house. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> I just, like, I just, I called my grandma. I think I told her I suck somebody's toes or something. I don't know. I just say stuff sometimes. They just expect it from me at this point. <laughs> they don't even care. They just be like, oh, okay, well, I guess. I mean, it's like that. The first time I, I went back, I think it was, what, June when I went back to North Carolina? That's where I'm originally from. You sound country. And I, I am real southern. <laughs> yes. Real sudden, but um, I went and I was talking to, talking to my mom about him and called him daddy. Mm-hmm. And my mom said, "You said what now?" Ooh. And then my phone was unlocked and I was messaging him and he said, "Daddy," across the head. She said, "I keep seeing this daddy pop up. Ooh. Who who you calling daddy?" Ooh. I said, "Well, I, I called him daddy. What, what you doing that for?" I said, "Well, why do you call my dad daddy?" I'm going to leave y'all alone. Thank you. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Wait. So you from South Carolina. I'm from North Carolina. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. When y'all met, were you living in Georgia? I, I was living in North Carolina. You traveled. See, so you didn't I say have, that. I, my, I told you she was scheming. <laughs> I told you she was scheming. I, I had my own house and my own stuff. Okay. And my own own. Okay. Yeah, I came here. Okay. Yeah, that was a six-hour drive. That's why you was in the house. Yes, yes, That's so why. Okay. Yes. Okay. Now yes. it make more sense. Cause where right. where I'm gonna be? You want me to go be in a hotel? I'm not. Which I would have done. And normally, if yeah, I would have I done that again. I do not recommend <laughs> you meet anyone in a private space. Always in a public space. A library. A Starbucks. A in the middle Good of Kroger. <laughs> I don't care. I do not recommend that. Please do not follow my bad behavior. It Even worked out for it me, landed in love. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For, so, for this little discussion, so yesterday I was out sitting somewhere and I met this guy and I keep meeting lifestyle people in regular life and it's it's getting crazy because usually you'll meet them at parties you'll meet them around other lifestyle people but I keep meeting them in random places and we're figuring out that we're both lifestyle and it's like the one dude that you mean swinger you mean kink or both uh well the one I met recently he wants to try swinging but his his girlfriend he's been with for nine years she's not going for it and then he did tell me about he got a girlfriend another girlfriend or a side chick that was what he called her but she could potentially be a side girlfriend <laughs> I guess. yeah and so he was just trying to figure out like how do he go about it because she's not 
his girlfriend is not interested in it, even though she has been to like trapeze and stuff in her previous relationship. Now she's just like, no, no, no. So what what would y'all suggest for him? Well, you can't. Well, the just, first thing is everyone talk. We always talk about consent. Yeah. You can't force someone to do something that they don't want to do. Yep. Um, you can um, approach it. You can talk about it. I think the best thing to do is whenever you approach the subject is to put on a movie or put on some kind of show that has that topic in the show and then let that be able to break the conversation. Okay. Um, There's a couple of, like, I'm thinking more for kink, um, S&M Sally, The Secretary, Fifty Shades, stuff like that. You play that, and then you let that lead into a conversation about it, and see how they and see how they respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they are adamant, no, then you can't mm-hmm. you can't force them to do it. I mean, but if it's something that you are adamant about, you have to explore. You want to explore, then you you have to just have an honest conversation. Like, listen, can I? You know, if I do X, Y, Z, will that break the Will that will that break the bonds of our relationship? Mm-hmm. If it does, if we, if they say, "Oh yeah, if you do such and such thing, then we're done." Mm, then it's okay. Like, well, yeah. then you might you might be done. Oh, but if you but if they say, "No, you know, you can do this, and I can be comfortable with it," or you can do that, and I can be comfortable with it, then you explore within the bounds of the, within the bounds of the relationship. Okay. Um, but everyone's bounds are going to be different. Okay. Um, I think a lot of times as men, we uh, we make the assumption that women can't take what we are proposing. Mm. A lot of times I think, and I definitely believe this, I think that women are more emotionally tough than we give them credit for. So I agree. Yeah. You all are, you all are generally more emotionally tough than, than, than we give you credit for. So if you actually have an honest conversation about it, You'd be surprised with what your woman might be might might be okay with or might go with, as long as you're being honest. Mm-hmm. Where the where the problem is is that we's like, oh, well, you know, let's just keep it don't ask, don't tell. She ain't got to know. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. That's where they're like, okay, that is where they, they the, the the line is. Okay, they're like, just don't lie to me. Mm-hmm. This 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 you know, doing this kind of lifestyle can be dangerous um, from a sexual health mm-hmm. way, from a physical health way. You could end up in the hospital. You could end up with a disease, something like that. So don't take that, don't take that liberty with your partner's life like that. Yep. Yep. I, I totally agree. All right. We're going to move on to the story time. So did y'all come up with a story y'all want to tell? I'm going to let her go first because I got, I got a bunch oh, of stories. Oh, he already now. said he's going to let you go first and she's like, <laughs> I'm trying to dig through my chambers of untold stories. Um, I will tell this story. Okay. Um, this one happened because I started out. <laughs> I started out in the lifestyle as a bottom, and a bottom. I wasn't. I wasn't owned by anyone. I wasn't attached to anyone. I just had a play partner, someone that I would play with on a regular basis to kind of get that um, kind of need or that release out of the way. Um, and I remember the, one of the first times that we played, you know, I'm figuring out what I like, what I don't like, picking out different things to use, um, or things I wanted to feel. And it was impact play. And he had a paddle 
he had my paddle. I made my own paddle. Oh. Um, because I was too ashamed <laughs> to buy at the time to go into a place and buy it. So I bought a piece of wood. I made my paddle. I finished it. I shellacked it. It was pretty. I called it Black Beauty. It was nice. Went to the Hobby Lobby and got it. She's and, very handy. And I like so that. She comes, in, she comes in handy in a lot of ways. <laughs> so I made my own paddle. And I, we met at our usual spot. Um, at that time, we had gotten to know each other for quite a time, you know, some time. And we had this particular room that we would go to, to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and went there and got ready to play and our normal, usual setup, and got there in front of him and just threw up all over the place. Oh, my God. Like, I wasn't sick. I don't know what happened. I just looked at him and threw it right in his face. Like, Wait, I, no, not literally in his face. In fa- his face. Like, I was standing there, and we were talking, and I was Why just is like, this the first time I'm hearing this story? It's not embarrassing, but can nobody see my face? Yeah, so I can tell. Okay. But I stood there, and I got ready to speak, and I just said, and it was just everywhere. And I was like, what? And normally I wouldn't eat or anything. And even now, I don't like to eat before I play because of eat. You don't to be you honest, don't. your body is your body. You you don't want to have gas. Yep. You don't want to throw up. You don't want to have to go to the back. It's just stuff I don't want to do in the midst of playing, especially when we do a show. And I was hungry, didn't eat. And I'm also anemic, so my iron is low sometimes. So mm-hmm. I ate. I got a little... Child, when I tell you I threw up all in that man's face. And what did he say? Was it over there? It was. He he was he was mad. He was a big man. But y'all was in a hotel. Yeah, but it was the fact that I mean, could you imagine a cheeseburger coming back out of you? Ah! And I just go to speak and it's just, <laughs> just here it is. Afternoon. Oh and my it was god! Just, it, was, it was horrendous. I'm, I'm still embarrassed by that story. I, I, I wish I hadn't have told it. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's not. I just threw up on a dick a couple months ago. Wow. I tried to. No, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. C- clearly, I just tried to deep throw it, and it said no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> oh, no, no. And, and, and I got on video. I was record. I was trying to go mm-hmm. hard for the camera. See, that's where you missed that's up. That's right where I messed up. You'll go hard for the camera. You'll go hard for the camera. <laughs> <laughs> Be patient and take your time with it. You, you need to get some numbing spray. They got something for your throat. Okay. Spray your throat with it a little bit for for those that don't know. How you know doing. you don't never need it? I know I don't. <laughs> I do, so thank I'm you. I'm skilled in that area. I'm, I'm, helping, I'm, I'm helping somebody listen for I was going right to take, take a class. They got dick second class. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's your story? Oh, my story. Okay. Uh, mine is not quite as uh, <laughs> amusing <laughs> as hers. <laughs> But I'm going to tell the fire circle. Uh, mm. There's an event called Weekend Reunion. Um, Weekend Reunion is um, the basically it was the premier black BDSM event. Okay. Um, really, every black kinkster. Well, let me be more specific. Black black person of leather mm. slash kinkster goes to it. Hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And my former mentor at the time did something um, called the fire circle where he would have about a dozen, dozen and a half women um, link arms in a circle. We was outside because because the way that Weekend Reunion was set up, you could play outside. But um, link arms naked 
um, in a circle. I like it. And he would have about six or eight um, tops Mm -hmm. go around the circle and do fire play with them all night. And it would be about, and it would take, oh my goodness, you could, you, you would do the fire circle until they passed out. Okay. And so it would take like hours to get everyone to pass out. And, um, I did some energy play with some people because it can be a very, um, spiritual, it can be a very therapeutic, it can be a very cathartic experience. So I did some energy play with people. And when I tell you I was exhausted to the point that I thought I might have to go to the hospital. Oh, my goodness. I was exhausted to the point I might go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And my mentor at the end of it is out there dancing. Wow. I'm like, how in the hell? They don't know you over he, here. He did that. But come to find out. So the next day he's like, want to do it again? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and But I talked to some people and they said, well, when you did it, how did you do it? I said, what do you mean? He said, what are we wearing? I told him what I was wearing. He said, did you have shoes on? I said, yeah, I had my boots on. That's your mistake. He said, you have to ground your energy when you're dealing with that many people mm-hmm. like that. It was draining. Yeah, it was, it was extremely draining. So the next year, went back, did Weekend Reunion again, did the fire play again. I made sure to take my shoes off. Next day, I was fine. Ooh. Even after three or four hours, I still had plenty of energy. So that was one of those things where I realized, like, there's some nuances in play that you that you, you can't learn till you do it. Mm-hmm. So I've like, you know, sorry, it ain't a, you know, ain't a throw up story. Oh, no, but, that's you know. cool. That's, I like that. That's a growth and that's growing. I like that you was able to learn something from it and then try it again. That's what we'll circle back mm-hmm. to what we said earlier. It might not work the first time. Give it a second try. And it might work out better. Wow. I'm going to just tell a quick little story. Something kind of recent, y'all. Y'all know y'all be all in my fucking business. But, okay, so when I ran into this guy who was lifestyle, I was sitting at the bar, and he had, he was already there. And he was like, everybody at the bar drinks on me. And I'm already looking like, hmm, I didn't want to pay for this drink anyway. Okay. <laughs> Works out for me. I was like, you know what? I want a shot and a drink. And then that bartender looked, I'm, you know, I'm just going to keep going as far as you let me go. And so he comes down the line. He give everybody, like, hug or, or hey you know da, da 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 he gets to me and he give me a hug and I was like yeah I wanted this and that and then <laughs> and so the bartender's looking like is she gonna if he gonna get her to okay you know cause to put it on his car cause then he changed it to seven shots everybody just get a shot it was seven people at the bar he was like, no, 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 she good, she good. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then somehow we talked about my podcast. I was trying to subscribe him on his phone to my podcast. And then he was like, oh, well, I left my phone in the car. You come out here right quick. Because I was sitting with some people I had just met. I didn't even know these people. And I was talking about this lifestyle party that I was going to that night. And I was so excited. It was like, it was, oh, my God, y'all. If y'all didn't go to that party, it was crazy. They did have BDSM. They had little areas where you can see spanking and you can see role play. You see body paint. It was it was cool, but it was like top tier. Like I had never been to a party like this where you actually had spent money. Cause you know the one I went to see y'all at, it was what like forty dollars something like that. This one hundred and forty five dollars, like baby, mm. like you. And I'm and you dress to impress. You can find a unicorn. 
arm, you can find like all kind of stuff in there. And so I get out to his car, and then he's like, "Oh, well, I had my phone in my pocket. I just wanted to get you out here." And I was like, "What?" So then we subscribe, and then I don't even know how we started talking about lifestyle, but it just came up. He was like, "I'm lifestyle," or something. And I was like, "No way!" And then he was talking about one of his girlfriends, and then. He was like, oh, sit in the car with me for a little bit. And don't listen to me either, y'all. Y'all know I'm a bad influence. Don't do nothing I do because, woo. And so I sat in the car, and um, he did have a blunt, and then we were smoking. And he mentioned his girlfriend, and he was like, he, he was like, do I want him to call her so he, I could meet her or whatever? And I was like, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, no. And then he told me to pull my boob out. Don't pass go, don't collect $200 <laughs> And then I was fine I was like, what, I ain't had a bra on Because you can see my nipples through my shirt But the dress I had on I wouldn't wear a bra with that And so then I think he wanted to touch And I was like, no, 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 you didn't get permission to do that <laughs> I was like, oh, so she's a D-type okay. I was like, you can look <laughs> I was like, you can look <laughs> I was like, you can look, but you can't touch. And then I ended up putting it back up. And then he was like, who told you to do that? And then I put it back up. And then I was like, wait a minute. I don't think I'm flicking back and forth. And then we f- we smoked like half. It was a pre-roll. And um, then I was like, oh, I'm done. And then I wanted to see, like, how, like I will keep going. And I was like, and so he was finna put it away. And I was like, no, but I'm taking that with me. Thank you. And then I got out of the car and I left. <laughs> I know, I know. And then he was talking about trying to fly me out to a lifestyle party in DC next week, something like that. But I was. It's something. It's I think DC is somewhere. He was trying to fly me out, so he was like, "I can book your flight and I'll take you." Da da da. My girlfriend will be there. And I was just like, "I'm already busy that week." (laughs) So, (laughs) but I did get his contact information. But I don't know, y'all. I don't know. But that was. You know, it was just random. Just mm. random. You find out he likes that. He go to parties. He's not. He lives in Georgia, but he does party in other states too. So, and I have never been to another a party outside of Georgia. But that was interesting. I gotta find the name of this bar. You can tell me later. I will. <laughs> I will. We need to put a disclaimer out on this episode. I will. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you never know what you're gonna find there. But, uh, all right, so let's move forward to the Squeeze It Out segment where you can release any frustrations you've had for the day, for the week. Let it out. We're going to release it and stay positive. Who would like to go first? Wait, release the frustration and stay positive? Yeah, you're going to release it so you can stay positive. Oh, so you can stay positive. Okay. Yes. Yes. We're going to let it go. What, what you finna let go? You want to go first, Andy? No, no, you go ahead. I got, yeah. think, I got, I got a few things. I want to just pick one now. Um... I'm going to just go with this one because it's been on my mind for a little bit since the last event that we have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a swinger event, but it has some BDSM-related stuff. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it with my whole chest. A lot of times we hop on men for being disrespectful and touching women and saying just derogatory things to them, and we hop on men so bad. I'm going to hop on the women right now. Uh-oh. Okay? Um, even though it's a lifestyle event, you also do not have the right to put your hands on anything that does not belong to you either. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know where y'all are buying this audacity from, Ooh. but I, y'all need to return it to Cinder because it's it's not right, and it's uh, it's you're doing the exact same thing you are accusing them these men to do, but you're doing it and feeling like you can get away with it because you're a woman. You being a woman does not give you right mm. to do anything that you don't want to have done to you. And that that's my little thing, because there are some rude and disrespectful women in this lifestyle also, mm-hmm. and you do not get to get away with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm saying it very nicely right now, because I'd like to be invited back to this show. <laughs> but I feel a little bit better, so thank you. Have a blessed day. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh, my, my frustration. Mm-hmm. Do not approach me. At a show or at an event Just because you are enamored with what I do Mm. Um, It's work Mm -hmm. It's emotional work Um, You feel a ways because You know, you've seen me do a great show And you want to be, you know A quote-unquote groupie, so to speak Mm -hmm. Um it's not cool. It's not cool because the life that I live is 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 hard work. Um, I work a regular job. I do these shows, but um, but it, it, it's work. Don't 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 be attracted to the glitter. Mm. Don't be attracted to the glitter because there's a lot of grind behind it. Um, if you ain't down for the grind, Ooh. don't worry about the glitter. Ooh. Bam. I love it. My frustration, let me try to wrap this up, y'all. Um, I'm actually going to let myself go. Because <laughs> of how I acted about... How I acted? That ain't even a word, is it? All right. About two hours ago was not cool. I did. So I... Oh, my God. So I was at work, and we was feeding them really good food, gourmet food. They had lamb chops. They had salmon. They had chicken. It was great. And I had my eye on this salmon all day. When I tell you I went to work, I didn't eat since yesterday getting off work. So I'm just like, I'm hungry. I want this salmon. And so... I was helping serve the food. It's a citizen home. So, you know, these are all wealthy, rich, retired judges and just people with money. They just walking around, just don't know what to do. And so at the end, when it was time to take the food to the back where I can pack up, this guy picked up the salmon and took it to the back. And by the time I turned around, everybody had snatched all of the salmon. I tell you, I was I cussed him out. <laughs> I did not even mean to. Like I went off on this guy, and I felt. I was like, "Why would you do that? Who told you to do that? What are you doing?" Like I went off, and I was just like crazy. Like and I'm just like, "This ain't even mine. How mad is something else that really ain't mine? <laughs> it ain't even yours. I, it ain't even, I ain't paid for this. Oh my goodness!" And so. The lady, the lady I was working with, she's just cracking up laughing. She's just like, that's why I got my piece. And I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll get some lamb chops. I got some lamb chops. You know, it's cool. And so then after that, I was like, that was not nice. Like, because he was like, oh, I was helping. But my thing was, this is my section. I was handling the food. You were serving. You have tables. How are you helping me before you help yourself? I'm like, who 
asked you to help me. Like, go fix your tables. Go put some forks down or something. And so, and that was his first time, I think, working there. Usually, you know, whatever you're doing, that's what you're doing. You you serving food. You clean up the food. I don't need someone else to step in when I already got a plan so I can get a piece of this in. <laughs> and it was nice, y'all. And so... And then I realized I was really hungry. I was like, oh, I didn't have an orgasm today, and I'm really hungry. I was like, it's me. It wasn't him, because I handled it way. <laughs> like, that was, that was It, it, it sounds like the moral to this story is keep some aluminum foil and a vibrator. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. <laughs> and so then I, I ended up fixing my plate. And then I went and made me this salad. I was like, oh, I'm going to make this salad or whatever. So after I cussed him out, I, I ate a little bit. And then the lady was like, oh, you was hungry. That's what's wrong. I was like, I've been telling y'all that my stomach is growling, but I wanted that salad. <laughs> so I ate, and I was like, oh, now I can think a little bit better. Okay. And so I go to the back. I come out. This lady done knocked over my salad. I, I just, the lady was like, no. Like, thinking I'm going to cuss her out. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, she was like, I wish it would have been my food. She knocked over. Don't knock over her food. Like, like I'm this crazy person. Oh, and I was like, no, it's okay, girl. I guess God wanted me to just not eat healthy today. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it's over. Just, I go buy a salad or something. You know, the funny, the funny thing is, um, is a, let me give her her, her credit, uh, Lady Steele. Lady Steele has a thing where she says, um, you're not dealing with the same person when they're in halt, H-A-L-T. Mm-hmm. Hungry, horny, angry, lonely, or tired. Oh. And you were both H's. <laughs> I was, I was. <laughs> yeah, at one time, but after I ate, I felt better. And so when she knocked on my side, I couldn't do nothing but laugh, but the lady was dying laughing. So then I was like, hmm. I go to the bathroom. I get in the bathroom. I'm like, Somebody done left their phone in the bathroom. Oh, my God. And it's a citizen's home, so I'm like, how are we going to find? Like, I want to, because, you know, they might leave stuff around. So I come out. I see three older people, you know, the one in a wheelchair. I'm like, did anyone use this bathroom? Is this your phone? Is this your phone? And they, they couldn't hear me. I was talking too low. So then I'm trying to talk a little like, cause it's stressful. So then the lady who was just laughing at me, she come running in the bathroom. She was like, I can't find my phone. I was like, is this it? And she was like, oh, bless your heart. You got a great soul. And I was like, you were just laughing at me. I was going to take it to the front desk, but luckily she came around the corner. So it turned back around. So And I did go to the guy, and I did apologize because that wasn't right. I had no right to talk to him or be disrespectful in any kind of form, you know. And I apologize after I ate. He said he did not like that, but he did accept my apology. So, y'all, if y'all hungry, horny, or anything, <laughs> just please go get you a piece of bread. <laughs> and a vibrator. And both, or your hand, go in the bathroom, do what you got to do, because it might come off in a, in a way that you don't, you typically wouldn't come off, so... All right, y'all. Y'all want to let the listeners know where they can find you. Um, my Instagram is at Real Phoenix Black. My Facebook is Sir Phoenix Black. My FetLife page is Sir Phoenix Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can find me on any of those um, those platforms. All right. And uh, that's it. I do, like I said, I do classes and I do, and we do uh, performances. And you can reach me on Instagram at slave underscore virtue. 
Um, you can find me on FetLife at Slave Virtue, and you can find me on Facebook as Virtue Rising. All right. Anything coming up? Or anything? Oh, Lord. Um, I'm supposed to teach at Sex Down South here in Atlanta. Or you can just send me and I can put it in the description box and everybody can catch up with y'all. Okay, I'll do that. It's a lot. Our calendar is, is, we've been on sabbatical month for August, but it's it's revving up now. All right. And you guys can write in letters. You want any advice or have any questions or concerns to at lemmysqueezepie at gmail.com. You can tweet us and hit us up on Instagram at lemmysqueezepie. And of course, we'll see y'all next week. Love you. Bye.